Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. You are listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair with Fandom Fair with your host, Sam. And Mitch. Uh, it's been a while since we've recorded an episode together. It's been like, yes, it has. It's been two weeks that we've aired um, an episode with the two of us together because it's finals month. <laughs> Everything's very, it's finals. Uh, it's very stressful for the both of us. We're both very burnt out. Um, and just going over what we have planned. Uh, this week we're going to do another case study. And then next week we're going to do a media talk wrap up for the semester. I haven't watched a lot of things. I mean, Bad Batch just uh, came out, but so I'll talk about uh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then for people who listen to the podcast, which is just a lot of these episodes like that are re-released for people who don't uh, who didn't catch the episode or want to listen to some previous stuff, uh, we're probably going to go on a little bit of a hiatus because, my God, I need a break. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I might be having a job over the summer, so. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'll also be working, but I'll be working from home. Uh, but I... My my lord, I need a break. At least for a few yes. weeks. <laughs> yes, oh my god, yeah. Very, very stressful semester. Very burnt out. Very done with COVID. Um, so we're going to do my favorite... I, I love these case files because they're really easy to do. And they're fun to talk about. Uh, so we're going to be talking about My Hero Academia again. Because when are we not talking about My Hero Academia on the show? And so, spoiler alert for everything... Up to like, current, yeah, pretty. In the manga, like pretty as much, well. pretty much current manga. I mean, I, I barely touch on manga stuff, but that's just because I was like, how do I explain? I don't know how to explain it. It's a lot. Yeah, so I mean, my heroes. <laughs> spoilers for all of my hero. That's just yeah. a. That's just a okay. thing. All right, so I'll take it away, Mitch. Okay, we didn't. Mention, we're doing. We're doing Shigaraki. We're, we're oh talking yeah, about we Shigaraki. we are doing Shigaraki. <laughs> That's important to uh, yeah. talk okay. about. Yeah, we're, we should mention who we're talking about, but, so I don't just lead into, hey, let me just... Okay, anyway, so, uh, Shigaraki's was not always Tomura Shigaraki. He was born as Tenko Shimura, which the last name might sound familiar. I'll get to that. He is... Well, no, if you've watched if you watch season three, then you already know at this point, I think. Uh, so he's the main villain, I guess, of My Hero Academia. One At surface, he's a whiny, video- yeah, he's a whiny video game nerd who wants to destroy hero society. But like, he's been through a lot of trauma, with all of which sadly stems from his quirk disintegration or decay. It's one of those. It's decay. <laughs> it's decay. I was wrong. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, Sam said spoilers for all of all of MHA. <laughs> so, Tomura. Happens to be the grandson of the seventh one for all user, Nana Shimura, who was the mentor of All Might. Nana had abandoned her son Kotaro in an effort to keep him safe, though this only caused a deep resentment of his mother and, by extension, heroes in general. So, as a child, Tenko uh, had a fascination with heroes, wanting to be one himself. Uh, Kotaro hated this and punished young Tenko for this by putting him outside for long stretches of time. Also, th- yeah, I believe there was also some physical abuse. Um, 
at this time, Tenko hadn't developed his quirk, but he suffered, like, the skin condition we see him with in the show, how he scratches all the time, and he's very crusty. Crust man. Um, he's a crust man. Uh, despite his father's abuse, his mother now and his grandparents, uh, presumably they're the maternal ones, um... Whether they are the maternal ones or adoptive paternal, uh, we don't know. And her older, her his older sister Hana uh, supported and encouraged Tenko. Uh, so one day, Hana shows uh, Tenko a picture of Nana, who they figured out was a hero from the fact that she was literally just dressed in a hero's costume. It was obvious she had the cape, she had the gloves. Uh, sadly, Kotaro discovered that they did that this happened, and he punished Tenko solely. It seemed I don't quite remember. I'm taking all my information from the wiki, not from the chapters themselves, so I don't quite remember if Hana was involved or somehow blamed her um, her brother, but it's possible that she did. Uh, on the pretense, uh, so he punished uh, Tenko on the pretense that heroes are terrible people for protecting strangers and abandoning their families, which you can't blame Kotaro for feeling abandoned by his mother. But don't <laughs> take it out know. on your children, please. Yeah, yes, exactly. Don't take out on your children. You can't blame him for feeling abandoned. He doesn't know the whole story, though. Mm-hmm. Tenko begged for help from his other family members, who only watched in horror. Uh, later on, while locked outside, Tenko confided in the family dog, Mon. Oh, Mon, about how he hated everyone for leaving him to suffer at the hands of his father. Here's where it gets tr- even more, like, tragic, tragic. Like, not even just, you know, we, we covered the abuse he's gone through. But here's where it gets bad. <laughs> like, very bad. Yeah. But holding on to Mon, Tenko's quirk activates. And as you know, Tenko's quirk is decay. So that means anything he touches but all five of his fingers, he just disintegrates. Thus, he disintegrates the poor dog. Then, one after another, he ends up accidentally disintegrating family members. Hana comes outside to, po- to apologize for um, not sticking up for her brother. But when she sees that Mon has died, uh, uh, when Tengo tries to reach out to her, he accidentally disintegrates her. Then his mother and grandparents come outside. Uh, his decay spreads due to his panic state, and he disintegra- disintegrates them as well. But when Kotaro comes outside, he sees all like the chaos, you know. Um, his wife, his presumably in-laws, his daughter, and the family dog have all been killed by accident. And Tenko runs to him for help. You know, like how a child wa- runs to their father for help. But instead, uh, Kotaro decides to take up a gardening tool to defend himself from his child. And that just, like... Oh, Tenko is pissed off. Uh, yeah, so doesn't he, Kotaro like, hit him is... in, like, the face with, like... He might have. Like, the handle of, like, a... Like, shears or I something. I think it's... Yeah, but the... Which might be how he got that one, like, he got, he's got, like, a scar somewhere on his face, right? Yeah, it's, was like, it his on lips? his left, yeah. That might be what, I, he, he I'm has one on his, his, his one on his lip and his one on his eye. Right, so, it probably came from one of, that's probably where it came from, but I, I was taking all my info from the wiki, I didn't go look back at the chapters, so I should have done that. But anyway, so, Kotaro is the only one who Tenko disintegrates on purpose, with actual murderous intent. Ultimately, their house is destroyed. Don't blame him. So, ultimately, their house is destroyed by Tinkle's quirk, and his hair begins to lighten from the stress. I had to actually, like, check. I was like, when does his hair start to, like, do the, like, similar to Toya's hair, when does his hair start to, you know, lighten from the stress? It, it was just after that, you know, after he did some accidental homicides in a purposeful homicide. Yeah. 
So after this tragedy, Tenko is left to wander the streets alone, a homeless orphan. He was never offered help due to peop- uh, from the people uh, passing him because they assumed that a hero would help him and that they were disturbed by his appearance because I guess he looked creepy. Um, a hero would never help Tenko, sadly. Uh, so um, Tenko sort of like thinks of this as punishment for his actions and he begins to black out the memories of him killing his, um, him killing his uh, family. Sending them into, like, the recess. He, he's pretty much, he decides to be like, uh-uh, didn't happen, I am now just very sad. Uh, eventually, All for One decides to find, uh, find Senko and saves him, though I will, though saves is used here very loosely, as we know. All for One sucks. Mm, <laughs> thus yeah. begins, yeah. I'm gonna talk about that later. Thus, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, yeah. So, thus begins the grooming of All for One's successor. Uh, his anger... Uh, grooming here is not used in the way that you will most, most likely think not, of grooming on the internet. Not. On the internet, you think of, like, internet predators grooming their... Grooming some teenagers. No, no, no. This is, like, a sort of, like, preparing this child and putting ideas in their head. It's this similar, is, but there's it, no, like... This is an emotional grooming. This is emotional grooming, which you don't hear about all that much. So, his anger at heroes in society, and at society for abandoning his... Uh, abandoning him was praised by All for One. Because Alpha One was like, nah, we're not in here for the heroes. So he was given his own room, and we find out that the hands we often see Shigaraki uh, wear are uh, really his deceased family member's hands. He doesn't just he doesn't just call that hand on his face father for nothing. That's his dad's hand. Uh, Tenko was taught to embrace the murderous urges he had, and he committed his like uh, second and third purposeful murder of two thugs whose hand he added to his collection. Later, um, Alpha One renames him Tomura Shigaraki. Uh, Tomura comes from the word Tomomaru, uh, which means to mourn. And Shigaraki is actually Alpha One's real last name. I keep forgetting that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and apparently, oh, just as we actually, I think, know um, one, uh, one for All's first name now. I think it's Shuichi, but anyway, that, that's just a side note, so we at least know that that's good to find out more about them so and thus tomona shigaraki was born from the ashes of tenko shimura so hopefully you've watched my hero academia but if you haven't i'll just give a spit a quick of a a quick synopsis of tomura's actions his crimes he's a crime boy he does the uh, crime. so he's a crime boy so he's attacked society i i was like debating how to exactly write this part like society heroes society heroes i just went with society because um, at some points he does not directly attack the heroes. With the League of Villains, a total of about six times, if I'm right. This includes the USJ attack where we first meet him, really. No, technically not, because we see him disintegrate the, the, the gates at UA, but really his first big attack is USJ. The attack on Hosu City, stain arc. The attack on UA, uh, the UA first year's training camp. Uh, I count the attack on Deka City, though it was really an attack on the Middle Liberation Army. I, 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 uh, I count that because it was widely pre- it was widely seen in the press, and, I mean, he literally destroyed a, an entire city with his, um, buddies and caused massive damage. And, of course, there's the Paranormal Front, uh, war, which we just got done with the arc for, in which Shigaraki, uh, receives the power-up of a lifetime, uh, 
I'm still very confused what it, how exactly it works, but right now, currently, society's in a state of chaos because all for one, using Shigaraki's body, has freed seven prisons worth of vil- of criminals and set them loose on the world uh, with no structure and no planning. Like literally, he just went, "Okay, go have fun." Like must like, oh boy, yep, thank you, computer. Oh god, it's at ten percent. Whatever. Okay, so over time, we see how Shigaraki has developed from a whiny video game nerd. To be a terrifying force of nature. He's matured, for sure. In the beginning, Shigaraki was only focused on destruction of hero society, with no true uh, guiding creed. But after the Stain incident and a talk with Midoriya, Tomura figures it out. Um, uh, he desi- uh, quote, he desires a world without all might, where the villains can reveal how fragile justice and pre- peace really is. And quote, that's from the wiki. He continues with this creed, using the League's new recruits and his new resolve to his advantage. So, a very important moment for Tomura is after the death of Magne at the hands of Overhaul. Toga and Twice, who are very close to Magne, are understandably very upset and don't want to team up with the Shihasakai. Shigaraki explains itself like this. Quote, that, is, that it is for the sake of he and the both of them, that being Toga and Twice. He continues stating that the Shihasakai wish to hamper the mobility of the League, win the both of them over, and that they don't view the League of Villains as their equals. Tomura then reminds twice that he told told him to take responsibility for his actions and that this is the way to do it, stating that he believes in him. And quote. And truly, Tomura and and like Tomura betrays Shihasakai in the end because he and Compress amputated Shisaki's arms, taking the quirk killer and bullets, and just generally taunting Shisaki because he's become what he wanted society to become, quirkless. And I um. I think that really embodies that moment really embodies Shigaraki, the one that we know, not the controlled one, and like it shows the eventual contrast between true Shigaraki and the all for one controlled Shigaraki that appears in the current arc of the manga. Shigaraki has been shown to trust his compatriots compared to the one the controlled shell who carries all for one's superiority complex. Huh? Huh? Uh, you know, that, that's it. <laughs> all right. I love Tomura. He's, like, my favorite character and my hero. But I'm back at it, given diagnoses of trauma abuse. Well, child abuse, rather. And trauma. Of course. Because there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We see it clear as day. Yeah. And it's pretty obvious it's one of the main things that set him on his path of villainy. So, some of the effects of child abuse, I think, describe... Tomura, um, like the side effects is like constant being on alert un- and unable to relax no matter what the situation, uh-huh. finding social situations more challenging and increased levels of anger. So from what we see in the show and manga, Tomura is someone who is aggressive and doesn't appreciate being looked down upon for obvious reasons. We see him lash out at Kurogiri and other members of the League of Villains, especially when he first meets Dabi and Toga. Uh, I think Dobby makes a comment on Tomura. Oh, I mean, uh, somehow they end up fighting. I'm not sure how. Somehow they end I, up going... <laughs> I think Dobby makes, like, some sort of comment. Because Tomura's like, to. I don't want these losers here. Yeah, and then he makes some sort of comment. Because, you know, like, that's how he is. Like, Shigaraki makes some sort of comment. He's like, I don't want no stain worshippers in the league. Yeah. And I think Dobby makes a comment, and then that sets Tomura off. 
So this is immediately met with violence and oh. a near oh. fight. Yeah. Oh. So apparently, apparently Dobby calls Shigaraki gross looking. Yeah, like, <laughs> so like I said, it's pretty obvious. I mean, I I wouldn't appreciate if someone's like... They're gross. You look gross. Yeah, I think I would react the same way. And, but, and um, you could probably think about the fact that Tomura might be very conscious of how he looks due to the skin condition. Which I, I just want to bring up, I hate when people draw, like, hero Tomura, but and they don't him give him... clean. They make him smooth. Don't make him smooth. That's literally just because part of his quirk. he's just because he's evil doesn't mean <laughs> that's not the reason for his skin condition. I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure the reason for his skin condition is directly not involved with the decay. So keep him crusty, damn it. <laughs> he's crusty. Like don't smooth him out. Um. So this. I mean, I would also get pissed if someone's like, you look gross, but I don't think I would try to kill them. No. Because Tomura's full intent was murder. Yeah, they were just both flight risks, honestly, at that point. Yeah. So, and then, obviously, Kurogiri interrupted that fight. Yeah. Um, this continues to go on the Overhaul arc when Overhaul looks down upon Tomura, which instigates the fight and leads to the death of Magni. Uh, supplemental... The supplemental event led to Togun twice having to infiltrate the Shihisaikai uh, and disrupt Overhaul's plans. And this anger is constantly groomed and praised by uh, All for One, which only nurtures the bad habits. Because he's getting praised for it. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's not going to change. His lack of social skills is presented as stated before when he met Togun Davi. And almost immediately reacted dismissal before trying to murder them. Yeah. I put on my like, overhaul's kind of a D word. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. So I don't think I can necessarily chalk that up to mental illness. No, no, that's just how he is. He's he's rude. He's a mean Yakuza man. Like overhaul is like a poop head. He's so he's but look what he did to poor Ari. Yeah, like, so I think that's appropriate reaction. I don't wait. Yeah. I'm not gonna say Tomer's mentally ill. Good for Shigaraki at that point. <laughs> Good for him. But I believe his social skills have improved with uh, the league as there's a bit of a bonding moment. I, th- I think it's a bonding moment. I interpreted yeah. that one. Yeah, that's like, what I was talking about, yeah. Yeah, during the overall hall arc when they're like in like that rundown apartment or something. It was, um, they were, I don't know where they were. They were somewhere. For I don't sure. know where they were, but I remember Shigaraki looked very pretty. <laughs> yes, yes, I was. I was like, oh, the moment where he's pretty while I was doing my research. Ooh, pretty. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like they have like a little bit of a bonding moment, mm-hmm. and they discuss their loss of Magni, and it's like a family moment. Yeah. Listen, I love, I love found family tropes. Like, well, uh, like a few chapters ago in the manga, like Spinner's reacting to the fact that Shigaraki is quote, quote unquote asleep in his own body, and all for one is in control. He's like, "You're not the same inter- Shigaraki." I, like he was, he was like, either that they pl- he played video games with or he talked about video games with, which just shows that there was a lot of bonding behind the scenes that we haven't seen probably. Which I so su- I give me, give me the bonding moment. Sat- I need my found family stuff, especially as a found family of villains. That's just the best kind. 
I love it. I love it so much. I mean, we got like with the my hero, uh, the my hero smash. Yeah. Which, are, I think are, are those canon? No, I don't think so. Ah. Uh, I because, can check really. You keep talking. I'll yeah. check really quick. Yeah, because one of my I want to read the the one little uh, comic of the League of Villains on vacation. It's a spinoff gag manga. Uh, I don't think it's... I'm gonna guess it's not canon. That's very disappointing, because I wish Dobby yeah. and overalls. I'm looking at the category, like, on Wikisave categories, it's like manga, media, spinoffs, non-canon. Uh, that's a shame, because I love... I haven't read the... I haven't read Smash, but yeah. from what I've seen, it looks very cute, and apparently... Uh, Dobby and overalls and like the League of Villains just on vacation on an island and I heard uh, Kirishima is mm-hmm. very possessive of Bakugo I have also heard this yes it, like there, there's a lot of uh, Kiri Baku moments in Smash very truly. very sad that that is not canon truly truly depressing though we do have a lot of a uh, going to like Kiribaku for a minute we do have a lot of promo art <laughs> oh my god the one, uh, That's one homo- I don't know which festival it is but like like Kiyoshima's he's he's topless and he's supposed to have like a jacket and like um oh no no Kiri has the jacket he's topless and he has like yeah, just a jacket he's wearing that, on the shoulders yeah on the shoulders and like uh Bakugo doesn't and he's supposed to have it so like so someone gave their jacket to Kiri do I think Shonen Jump's gonna make Kiribaku canon? No. They didn't no. make poor, they didn't make like they didn't allow Jolene and Jojo to have a female love interest in Femasui, so they're not gonna make this canon. Which I apparently so I'm uh a little tangent on Jojo mm-hmm. for a minute. Um Might as well, we have time. <laughs> yeah, I I was talking to Jill about um like kind of Stone Ocean stuff and apparently yeah. Anasui wasn't supposed to be a female. It was Araki wanted to make a gender fluid character. Uh, why didn't? Can you hear my like, frustration? In the, sa- in the same way, in the same way that a uh, Haruka from Sailor Moon uh-huh. is like a like uh, I always forget her name. Uh, how the mangaka for Sailor Moon wanted to make mm-hmm. someone who was like a non-binary character mm-hmm. it was the same thing with Anasui oh, the disappointment in me the disappointment I'm gonna but Iraqi does, I don't think Iraqi's tried anything else along those lines since he moved to Ultra Trump so yeah which sucks he sucks I don't, part of me isn't over he's got time Iraqi just give me one one one, one, one non-binary character that's all I ask for sir G- give me one lesbian character that isn't Funny Valentine's wife who is kind of weirdly pedophilic. P- please. Give me, give me one canon gay ship that isn't Sorbet and Gelato. That isn't technically canon to the manga and only to really the dub of the English dub of part five. Thank you, English dubbers of part five. You gave me a canon ship that lasted two minutes. And we barely knew them. And they immediately got murdered. 
Yeah. All right, that was my JoJo rant. I'm going to go back to talking about mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) As we always do. Well, isn't that the same thing? Yeah, okay, okay. Um, So now I want to talk about Tomura's quirk, more Mm -hmm. so the activation of his quirk, which led to the death of his dog and family members that he actually liked. Yeah. So I would see witnessing a death, especially one that you caused, would scar anyone. He had no real way to cope with it, as he was immediately abused by his dad and then groomed by all for one. Mm-hmm. So, like you said before, he sits with the guilt and shame of killing his family. And then he deeply suppressed those feelings because all for one was like, Hey, kid, you should suppress it. He was like, no, 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 that's not how we do villain stuff around here. You don't, you don't, you don't sit on these feelings. You move on. No, villains revel in murder. Be, but he's like my dog. <laughs> he's like my yeah. Dad, I don't, Alpha one's like I don't care about your dog. Don't be my son. Um, <laughs> not not even. It's let me emotionally manipulate you <laughs> into being my new. Uh, oh my god, I'm losing the word. Like successor. It's like successor. I was gonna use like. When you go into someone else's body, not possession, my new husk, something like that. Host? The, my new host, there it is. That's essentially like, what happens, yes, by now. Yeah, Maybe. it's like, yeah. uh, I'm going to emotionally manipulate you so you will be my new host body. Oh my god. <laughs> so according to WBUR.com, witnessing a murder at a young age obviously has lifelong effects that it uh, negatively affects their learning abilities and general cognition. So, Tomras seems to be fairly intelligent. He's not stupid or... No. I mean, I wouldn't even say he's that reckless. I would say early season, Tomras fairly reckless. Like, attacking the USJ was bold. Yeah, let me, let me tell you, his intelligence is a... Fi- oh, actually, current intelligence is a 5 out of 6, so... Yeah, he's... Very smart. He's a smart because originally it was a five out of five in the old uh, ultra uh, old book, but now it's ultra analysis is five out of six. So they decided to right. up the scores for some reason. All right, so even with a five, like let's go with, like the original five out of five. Yeah, I mean, he's like, a smart boy. He's smart, intelligently. Who who knows what it, how his wisdom is going? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think he's. He can be reckless, especially early season. He's pretty reckless because he wasn't uh, yeah. as strong as he was. Like, I want to say like MLA arc. Yeah, in um, in at by the end, yeah, by the end of the Middle Liberation Army arc, he has been he has powered up his quirk, but he hasn't powered up like his body to like take in all for one. Yeah. Um. So he his decay has decay has elevated. Not his what? Not whatever the heck the doctor does to him. I still don't understand it. I can't give you a right answer. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I. The only thing I would say is that he's reckless, but his recklessness is then kind of matched with power. Yeah, because he also kind of negates that. He has like no idea what he's. He doesn't have like a real goal besides destroy hero society. He doesn't really have a plan. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, let's attack the children. But, like, I'm assuming that All for One had him educated to an extent. Yeah, I'd assume so, because he's, like, four when All for One takes him in. So, presumably, like, I don't know, Kurogiri was, like, 
a tutor or something. Yeah, that, that, that that's but what when I Carl when Perry I was like, comes into the into the field, he's a tutor or something. Yeah, that's when I was writing this. I'm like, I'm assuming he had like Carl Geary at least teach him the basics. Because Carl Geary has a high school education. He has like a GED. <laughs> he didn't even make it past like his first or second year. I don't know which year it was, because you know, technically he died. <laughs> you know, Shirokumo. <laughs> you know, Shirokumo. <laughs> So like I like I said I'm assuming that he's a fairly ed- like educated boy. Don't think yeah. he went to school. Think he was no. probably privately tutored. I mean he he had like the little baby education. Yeah, he had baby education. But I think from there on he was probably privately tutored by Kurogiri. Yeah. Um. So, but like he has no emotional knowledge because, as said before, all for one's like. Suppress any feeling of guilt. Have no friends. <laughs> Have no friends. So Tomura constantly shuts out those who are closest to him and often keep to, to himself, thus having heavy emotions of child abuse, murder, and grooming. That Ooh. is just kind of tucked in there and not let out. And then when it is let out, it's let out through murder. It's not let out in a good way, and that's that's bad. So on the topic of grooming, I'd like to talk about it his relationship with all for one and once again what i mean anytime we talk about grooming i do not mean it in a sexual way i mean in an emotional one yeah like it makes sense why tomura would trust all for one with his life after being abandoned by heroes and the society around him he attached the first person who showed him kindness and was like a father figure oh ho 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 because his father figure was not much of that either because kotaro sucked actually as a dad we don't know how he treated Hana really we don't really know how he treated Hana we only know how he treated Tenko and it was bad it was bad yeah so you know it's pretty obvious everyone isn't like emotional (laughs) yeah so he isn't gonna get that you know emotional maturity or things that children need <laughs> things that a four-year-old needs a four-year-old who has severe trauma instead of being able to cope with those big emotions he's told to just suppress them yep, 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 yep. but because he I mean, like he admires him because mm-hmm. it was like the first person who was any sort of kind to him uh he would want to emulate him in every way because that's what he was taught the need and idea of wanting to be strong like his mentor which means emotionally strong which means to Tomura emotionally unavailable (laughs) 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 it means you don't talk about I'm gonna go let's talk about toxic masculinity (laughs) I mean, he doesn't really show that toxic masculinity. Because when you think toxic... Okay, you when you think toxic ma- masculinity, you think, like, a, I hate to make stereotypes, but, like, a meathead gym bro. But it can show up in multiple ways. Very like, obviously. Because, I mean, I don't think it's it's less of toxic masculinity and more of just toxic ways to deal with your emotions. Yeah. More like villainy and where... It's like don't talk about your feelings. No feelings. Because I don't, I don't think all for one gave this kid therapy, or no, he wouldn't he be not. in this situation. He 
kidding me? No, he did not. So, like, he's like, oh, this person who I look up to and admire is not emotionally available, which means that is good. Which means everything he does is good because he is good to me. And that's one of the reasons why he pushes people away. Which, like, even Kurogiri, who has a genuine care for Tomura, or for what it seems he has. I'm assuming he cares for him because it seems like Kurogiri has known Tomura for the majority of his life. Presumably since Kurogiri became Kurogiri, Shirakumo became Kurogiri and then became Tomura's caretaker, which is essentially like he became his nanny because AFO didn't want to deal with Tomura anymore. Oh, great. What a great way to raise a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like, deal with you anymore. I just, I just, well, I just looked back at, at um, at, like, the uh, synopsis for Tomura, and I was like, how, I was trying to remember how after USJ went, so pretty Tomura's, like, bleeding out on the floor from, like, snipes, gunshots, and, like, literally, uh, um, apparently all for one can heal him, so I guess there's something all for one that's healing-ish, because he's been alive for, like, what, hundreds of years? Yeah. Or at least a hundred years or whatever, and, um, so, like, he's just bleeding on the floor, and Shigaraki's like, what happened? What went wrong? And, and all for one, through a screen, by the way, is not there at all. Who knows where he is? Um, it's just like, we weren't as prepared, we, un- we underestimated UA, um... And then eventually, all for one will heal him. I don't think we see him heal him on screen, but he's supposed to have been the one who healed him. So um, yeah, I don't. That's, think, that's yeah, of, we don't see it. Yeah, I feel like there could also be like obviously making a hypothesis, a possibility that um, all for one also use some hey, um, do this right or I won't um, hurt help you, um, sort of type thing, and that sort of led to some sort of, like, a dependency on All for One? Uh, yeah, 100%. Like, anything Tomura gets, whether it's yeah. shelter or any basic needs, is through All for One. He loses that. He has nothing. Pretty much. So it's this emotional and financial codependency... Oh, God, I can't believe I didn't talk about, like, what's happening right now and sort of all, f- like, so what happens right in the, in the manga? I don't know why I didn't f- write about this, but right now, it seems to Midori, at least, that Shigaragi's not for this whole being a host thing, being essentially a puppet for all for one thing. Um, and so that's definitely going to cause some tension for sure once Shigaraki recuperates himself. Because listen, like, listen, I don't think he's gonna get a redemption arc, but no. man, would I like a partial redemption arc. Just a bit of a, just a, at least, I don't like the idea of redemption through death. I hate that. I really hate redemption through death, unless, like, it truly makes sense for the plot. Because, sh- what the- <laughs> Ben Midor- Solo. Ben Solo. Uh, so, <laughs> well, right now, Midori is sh- sort of, his idea is he wants to try and save Shigaraki, and what we finally- like, he was talking with the uh, one-for-all people, you know, the spirits, and they're like, some of, at least, I think it was the, um, someone like, sometimes you can't save someone the way you want to save someone, and then Midori's like, 
nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. <laughs> Cause that, that's what that, that's I, that's what I really like about Midoriya. He's gonna try to sit. He's gonna at least try as hard as to save Shigaraki. That's big Ang energy. Yeah, it's big. Ex- except I, there's no need. Like, at least with all Avatar, they couldn't really have. I mean, you know, there's the. Uh, what is it? The Watsonian reason that they couldn't kill, they couldn't kill Ozai's because he's a pacifist. But the Oilist reason is because it's a children's show. But with yeah. My Hero, it's like it's for young boys, and villains die all the time in Shonen. So I think it's a very interesting idea to actually save the save the villain for once, especially in such a big action manga. I would be interested. At least at least have this man in prison. Like, don't... I think what I would like... Listen, uh, I... I don't think Tomer should walk the streets. This man has literally destroyed cities. No, like, put him in Totaris. Get rid of the quirk, maybe. (laughs) Maybe get rid of the quirk and let this kid live a normal life. (laughs) Yeah. Let this 20-year-old go to college. (laughs) Yeah, and have him under, like, some sort of, like, um, government arrest where someone's watching. I would like... A lot of people, for some reason, I've noticed on TikTok, ship Aizawa and Shigaraki, but I would just like the idea of Aizawa adopting Shigaraki. <laughs> Please, listen. And just being, like, his listen. dad who watched... First off, he's perfect because, you know, with Eri, who has a similar quirk that is extended past the possibility of quirks, as in, like, she can just literally rewind someone into nothingness, similar to how Tomura can just disintegrate someone into nothingness. He's perfect to just watch over Shigaraki so he can help him out. <laughs> control his quirk uh, on the ship thing i see people ship dobby and aizawa because of that one scene where he's st- that's not even actually dobby it's a clone uh, i'm so tired <laughs> of this fandom that's why i'm like so done with interacting with it it's just a lot I-, I was i was talking to um my cosplay friends that's cool yeah. i'm never cosplaying my hero at a con again. I'm too yeah. afraid of getting attacked by Remember, yeah, miners. during last, last year when you cosplay Todoroki and Midoriya, I was just, like, so prepared to just, like, push away a miner if they try to do something for you. Listen, I am 20 years old. I'm not gonna get arrested because a 15-year-old decides Ubu Todoroki-kun. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I've I've decided to never. Co- I mean, I'm not cosplaying ever again because it, it just isn't my thing. But my Uraraka wig is staying in the closet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. I love cosplay. We'll con- mm-hmm. can continue to do it. I was once I was talking to my cosplay friends. I'm a little nervous to go as Celeste because I feel like people well Dangan they are going to 100 percent judge me because I don't have the drills. Danganronpa is very popular right now. That's very true. And, like, especially on TikTok, people have this idea of, like, can't... People have this idea of canon and non-canon, and it's very annoying. Yeah, it's... It's going to be certainly interesting going back to conventions. Um, yeah, in in the fall. Hopefully in the fall. I'm so... Hopefully I'm in not, the fall. Like, and that's why I... That's why I... Like, we didn't buy NYC tickets, because we don't know if they're actually going to cancel it again. Who knows? Yeah, it we, we usually buy it around... Yeah. Like September. It's cheaper anyway. So we'll see. But um, a lot of people got into cosplay over quarantine, and I mm-hmm. was just seeing, saw this TikTok early where it's um, like a lot of baby cosplayers, um, are very judgmental, mm-hmm. 
so it's like when you go to cons you have to act appropriately because yeah. a lot of these baby cosplayers have never been to conventions definitely like please put on deodorant like and just like don't attack cosplayers just enjoy don't yourself. attack artists I, I love conventions but I'm I'm almost kind of nervous for uh, the return of cons with yeah. new uh, baby cosplayers. Yeah. Hopefully that uh, con we went to, like, two years ago in August, Flame, Flame con, is con. open again. That was nice. That was nice. Uh, kind of just artist alley, but, um, I mean, we're yeah. supposed to go to CPAC here in right. Jersey. Then that got cancelled. Yeah. Which well, C- uh, CPAC would have uh, already been. It happens, like, March, April. Yeah. But I, I am very excited for con season again. Con season is going to be fun. I miss conventions. I miss the announcements. I miss finding out things. <laughs> I like, I nothing, nothing hits like that post-con depression. Ooh, I kind of miss walking around with a map and knowing where I'm going for some reason. Yeah, I'm like, Midge, here's the map. Take me to it, it, this it, artist. It, it, it filled me with purpose. <laughs> I, I'm like, very. I, I kind of have out a layout, cosplay layout for Anime NYC. Right, you want to do Caesar and Celeste and Dio? Yeah, hopefully. Or, um, d- depending on how I'm feeling, I might just uh, go with Weiss. Mm-hmm. Simply for the fact that the nails that I use for Celeste and Dio are an absolute killer to wear. Ah, uh, yeah, that's Because I, I can't pick up anything. Because I. Yeah. I have very short nails, so wearing like these stiletto nails is a absolute nightmare. So then, like, I will probably have yeah. you pick uh, everything up. Like take my credit card to pay things because I can't <laughs> touch. And then like Dio and his fangs. I don't know if you use fangs, but I like, definitely I use fangs. Yeah, like the per- person we went through with anime and we see last last anime and we see last time was doing toga and. Uh, had fangs and that was seemed like a nightmare. <laughs> Fang, fangs aren't bad. When t- when I have them in for a little bit, they're not too horrible. Yeah, but what if they fall out? <laughs> That's when you bring you bring extra glue. Mm. I'm what if they have, fall like, out while you're eating? <laughs> well, I will have to take them out when I eat. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like a pain to put them back in and back out. They're the fangs aren't too terrible. It's honestly the nails because I I've been recording TikToks. Mm-hmm. And the nails pop off, mm-hmm. and then I can't pick them up because of the nails that are still on. Like so, yeah. When I did oh. some uh, TikToks in my Spider-Man suit, it was so it was just like pressing play, pressing record on was so annoying. I had to use my nose. It was <laughs> you should. Um, I mean, if you ever get back into Spider-Man, you should just cut off like the thumb. Yeah, there's like um, there's like a hole in like. Well, well, I have like my right hand, you know, like the space, like the space between your right hand and your um, pointer. There's like yeah. a hole there, and I don't know how that happened, but I was using that. I'm like, I'm scared if I keep using it, I'm gonna rip the cost, the whole thing off. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I'm I'm just nervous for to bring Celeste to a con because also, of big skirt. feral, big skirt, very scared of feral, Danganronpa children cosplayers. Yeah, we didn't um, see many last time we were there. No. Danganronpa, Danganronpa was pretty popular. 
at that point. I think it was just, it was 2019, so it was like two years after V3 came out. It was still fairly popular. Alright, well, we'll see, but uh, Dio is definitely coming, because that's one of my favorites I've done. I, I think I remember there being a JoJo meet when we went, so... I, I'm sure there's a JoJo meet. Especially now, oh my god, it's too popular. <laughs> Uh, yeah, JoJo's. Um, I I love JoJo cosplayers, and I wasn't big into JoJo when we last went to Anime NYC. Love them. Do you have to take up the whole aisle when with you take your pictures? Pose. Yeah. With your jo- especially when you have like the whole Bucci gang. Oh, too many. As a group. Too many boys. There's like five of you, and I can't get past six. Six, if you count Trish, there's like. Se- there's like, yeah, like what, like um, like it apart, apart, like God, imagine there being an entire part four gang, like just everyone, include like oh even like this, God. like the smaller time stand users. Uh, I mean, I I, I will never I I re- yeah. so regret not asking that Caesar and Joseph, who I was pretty sure that they were a couple. Yeah. That I did not ask them for a picture. Oh yeah! Right! Right! But I'll probably go be going as Caesar, yeah. even though his pants are super fucking freaking tight. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I almost, good. Cu- I almost good. cursed. <laughs> you can have All right. Me. So I'm I'm just gonna wrap up my my Shigaraki talk really quickly. Yes. We we filled out the time. So, uh, on the topic of grooming, like so I like I said before, uh, AFO was the only person who showed him kindness. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense why he would attach himself and try to emulate him, uh, and this lack of emotional maturity that he uh, was taught is the reason why he pushes people away. Um, and I think Kurogiri has praised Tomura, but Tomura really kind of brushes it off. It's like, good job, Tomura Shigaraki. He says the whole name every time. He's like, Tomura Shigaraki. Every Great time he says the whole name. I, I bet that was something they programmed into him, which kind of is very sad. Mm. 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 Alright. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he takes AFO's criticism very harshly. Which, when, which, going back to what we said, like, before... It makes sense if he's, like, dependent on him, especially in a financial situation, why he would take it so harshly. Because if he disappoints him, he's kind of screwed. Yeah, like, who knows? Like, what, like, like what I was talking about before, the whole after the USJ thing. I think that's the only time we really see AFO interact with Shigaraki before we actually meet him. I don't quite remember. But, like, Shigaraki's just laying there, bleeding out on the floor. AFO's doing nothing. He's behind the screen. I don't even know how he healed him afterwards. Because, obviously, we see Shigaraki back on his feet eventually for the stain arc, which isn't that... Like, we see Shigaraki essentially back on his feet watching the sports festival, which is, like, what, two weeks after USJ? So, obviously... He gets, like, healed. So, we, like, you know, how long did AFO leave Shigaraki on the floor like that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hopefully not long. Yeah. He doesn't deserve it. Um, but 
in the end, All for One has taught him both directly and indirectly how he should act, kind of based on what he's verbally said to him and whether, like, you have to push down your emotions or mm-hmm. how Shikaragi wants to emulate him in almost every way. And he's... Eifo's kind of taught him that the only person to Amrush left look up to and respect is AFO. Yeah. Even if it's at the cost of Shigaraki's own self-destruction. And that's my little bit. Shigaraki um, messed up. <laughs> Liz, I I don't blame him. He was a literal child. Yeah. Who was emotionally manipulated into um you know. Villainy. Villainy. And being taught that this is the way to survive and this is the way to do things. Um, but, you know, that's my my sweet boy who deserves not this. <laughs> not being used as a puppet by an <laughs> evil mastermind who's, over, who's hundreds of years old. Absolutely not. Shigaraki just it didn't deserve anything. No. Emotional manipulation to the max. And you'll get, and you, the listener, if you haven't read the manga, you'll get to see the, the, one of my favorite arcs in the show that is heavily focused on Shigaraki later this are, season. Are we getting so, his backstory this season? I think we would be. I think this season, because it's, it comes directly after the um, training arc, which I have forgotten to tell you that the dub is going on, so it's like, I think it's on like episode four right now? The dub? So, uh, cause Cameron. I- Cameron! The dub's on episode four. I think so. Okay. I can give I can, I can give a real quick check, cause I was- I, I, I was originally watching the sub, and then I switched to the dub. Yeah, episode four. And then I switched to the sub, cause I- uh, the dub, cause I- I prefer the dub, because I can do things while watching it with my hands. I also- the My Hero dub is actually one of the very well. It's very. I, it's I, I feel like dubs are dub. getting better. It's a good dub for sure. It's not. I. It's not ghost. Very stories. much like the, very much like the dub. A lot of great voice actors. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm a I'm a dub over sub watcher because like, you said you can do things and watch. Also, I get headaches very easily and trying to appreciate animation. Mm-hmm. And read. While you're reading, <laughs> yeah, like like the a- like the AFO All Might fight. Imagine having to read while watching I think that. <laughs> I recently rewatched the Madoka Magica movie. Mm-hmm. Which I the don't... fourth one is coming. Yes, I would like to talk about that next week because I'm very yeah. excited. Um, talk about Bad Batch too. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. I think I don't remember if we watched it in the dub or sub because I watched it. With... I think I watched dub. I think I might have watched a dub because you told because I thought it was only I in sub. And you're like, no, there's dub. I found it for you, yeah. But I had originally watched it in sub because I have the ago. DVD. Because I have um, the DVD. Right. It's only in sub. <sighs> and that. It has gorgeous animation that I really could not appreciate when I was trying to read, especially with something that is very plot-heavy like Madoka. Right, right. But, um, very... Well, we'll talk about the announcement, because it was Monica's 10th anniversary just passed. Everyone's recently. 10th anniversaries. 
Why was everything? Like- why did everything come out like the year we were born? <laughs> Honey, ten years ago was twenty eleven. Whoa. <laughs> I forgot how old we were. Oops. I forgot. Ten we're, years not, ago, we're not, not 10. 20. We're 20. <laughs> I hate myself. Yeah. Leave me alone. I'm done. <laughs> rough, no. It's been a rough semester. Yeah. Um, But next episode, we'll be talking about Monica. Announcement for the new movie. The first two episodes I, of Bad Batch, because the second episode's coming out this Friday, I think. This Friday. Yeah. My dad was okay. telling me, it was like, yeah, the May the 4th episode was special because it's May the 4th. And then they're yeah. going to do it on Friday, so. Okay. So we'll talk about um, Bad Batch because I'm loving it so far. Yes, oh my god. Uh, I haven't watched. I've watched. Oh, I've watched. I've, I've been watching Invincible. <gasps> Yay! Uh, I'm like on episode five. Okay, you both. I, I think I've time. I, I pretty much know what happens at the end, so... Because memes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh my god. The meme Nick said in the group chat. <laughs> there's... Uh, so I pretty much know what happens at the end of Invincible. Um, yeah. So good. Yay. Yeah, have, there, I've just been crazy busy, so... Yeah. There hasn't been too many new things. Oh, yeah. and Infinity Train Season 4. Of course, yes. And I might touch on Marvel stuff, but not for long. <laughs> Yeah, no, if you could, anything to fill up the time slot, because uh, next week will be our last episode, and I'm kind yeah. of happy about that, because I'm so... <laughs> well, I'm we so love we love doing this show a lot. I love... Like, th- this semester has been very hard on the both of us, because we've been at home the entire time. Yeah, I mean, it's... I've been at home the entire time, and uh, Sam has been... I've, this I've been under just, my bed. Yeah, this, <laughs> this semester has just been bad <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, so it's rough semester with, you know, Zoom. I'm v- hoping, praying that uh, next semester we'll be in the studio in the it, studio. Me too. Because I mean, we, we will like, wear gloves. We will ma- wear masks. <laughs> I because I have I've been in communications building because they have great study rooms. Yep. In there, um, but I like I kind of pass the hallway to go into the studio. I'm like, I miss it. Ah, it was so nice in there. I miss my three hours. <laughs> I miss three hours. I miss not having to ed- not having to edit the audio. <laughs> I love ed- I love editing, but all I all I have to do next semester is plop on the intro, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely miss it. So, if y'all who continue to listen to us off the air for podcast reasons, which if you would like to listen to the podcast, which is just these episodes. Um, so if you're interested in past episodes, you can get this episode. Uh, they're uploaded every Saturday, or almost every Saturday, depending. We try. <laughs> we try, um. If you're interested in that, listen to us on Spotify or Google Podcasts mm-hmm. at Fandom Fair. Same as this show. F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E. Made you want to give the socials. So our Twitter is the same as the show name, the F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E, but our Instagram, which I barely use, I'm so sorry, it's just, it's because yeah, there's it's no, like, central links, just follow Twitter, but I'll tell you Instagram anyway, just in case I do start using it, it's just, there's no way to schedule stories on, on Instagram, which is annoying for a business. Yeah. 
Like, they should have that for a business account. Whatever. Instagram can't hear me. Um, So, Fandom Fair on the um, Twitter... Nope, the Instagram is pretty much... It's the first part, Fandom, the M. After the M is an underscore, and then it continues with Fair. So, it's F-A-N-D-O-M underscore F-A-R-E, because we cannot just get Fandom Fair. Someone took it. Um, so if, you know, you want to listen to us over yeah. the summer, if we ever post, which we probably will post, like, a handful of episodes, we're probably going to go on a bit of a hiatus, because... Because I uh, might, I mean, if I'm not my, working, I maybe I'll do some solo stuff. My seasonal depression does not happen in the winter, it happens in the summer, where I just sit... <laughs> So it's very hard for me to do the show. But it also is very nice to do the show, because then we get to use the, the bad words. Yeah, we, we get to use the words we cannot use on the radio because of FCC compliance. Not that I'm complaining, it's no. just nice that we I We can get... be a bit more freeing with our language. Yeah, so that's something you're interested in, feel free to check us out. If not, yeah, watch your... Wash your teeth. Wash your teeth? Did I say wash your teeth? I'm so tired. I have an exam after this. I have to take a test. I got, like, two classes. I don't blame you. I gotta finish up. Like, literally, I'll tell you after we're done, because I don't want to complain. Live on air. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I'll just brush your teeth. (laughs) Clean your sheets. Take a shower. You're a little stinky. You're a little stinky. Drink some water. Eat some food. Take care of yourself. Uh, practice self-care. Um, so have a good whatever time of day you're listening at this. Uh, if you're watch, listening this night, good night. Mwah. I love you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>